microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. What's up, everybody? This is episode 13 of Super Coin Brothers. And uh, in case you don't know, today is Halloween. Yes, it is. So... That is where the woo came from. But, uh, you know, speaking of Halloween, Halloween is full of, what, myths, ghouls, ghosts, candy. Scary stories. Scary stories. Um, But the one we're going to concentrate on is myths. And we're not talking about, you know, Halloween myths. We're talking about myths surrounding the coin industry. There, oh, see, that was yeah, a good one. Good. I don't know. Good I've been practicing. Yeah, very nice. So, basically, what I did is this: I got online, kind of went around to some of the prevalent uh, coin boards, coin forums, looking at what uh, some of the common myths are with uh, the coin industry and coin collecting. Some of them I found are pretty, pretty funny, really. To be honest with you, I mean, I find them kind of funny because we're around it all the time. But uh, yeah, yeah, you'll see, you'll see what I mean. So. The first myth I found, so let's call this one myth number one. Toning is to silver coins what rust is to iron. All right. We've discussed toned coins how many times? Every time? Yeah, pretty much every time. So here's the deal. Toning on a, on a silver coin is not at all like iron. Iron, you know, iron that, that gets rust, that's damage. Rust is, is corrosion. Um, you, again, we've talked about you love tone coins. Would you love tone coins if it was corroded coins? No, not at all. You know, the rust, I mean, that's, that's a negative. Right. Complete negative. Now, the reason that's a myth, I mean, a lot of people do look at, uh, at toning like it's a negative thing and they, they treat it like it is a, a form of corrosion or damage to the coin. Now, tarnish, um, which is technically what toning is, it's tarnishing on the silver, even, Chemically, it's completely different than how rust is formed. So, uh, myth number one, I would say, is busted. 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 That's like busted. Scared out of its pants. They're scared out of its pants. Myth number one has been scared out of its pants. So, uh, Adrian, what's up with myth number two? Well, see, here you got um, myth number two. So, certification services grade coins by a computer. All right. Here's the deal. We have heard that here in the store. I've heard customers say, you know, when, when my coin goes to the grading service, uh, don't they just put it in front of a computer and then it looks at it and gives it a grade? You're kind of right because uh, PCGS actually did create a computer system that graded coins, and they called it the Expert. Um, they used it for about a year, and it would basically it was only programmed to do Morgan dollars, so that's the only coin it ever graded. Um, but they did use it for a year. And it just, it wasn't very successful, to say the least. So it was, quote, unquote, retired um, or, you know, temporarily retired. But that, uh, that temporary retirement has seemed to carry it over into uh, indefinite retirement because. Now, it, they, now they just specifically have the humans, you know, the, the live, breathing, walking humans. That's true. Live, breathing, and walking, unlike <laughs> myself today. Uh, anyways, uh, like you say, there's humans now. The process, for those of you that don't know, um, there's three of them in a room. There's three graders. 
they look at your coin, they put a grade to it, and the grade has to basically be in agreement between the three of them before the coin is holdered. And then it's finalized. And- yeah, then they finalize it, they holder it, you know, they do all of that stuff. So, in that case, myth number two that, that coins are graded by computer, eh, I can't fully say that it's busted because it, it was for a year. They were graded by a computer, believe it or not. So, uh, it is still a myth because it no longer happens, but uh, just something to think about. Interesting stuff. You, you can't blame a computer for your coin coming back low grade, but you can blame three individuals uh, sitting in a dark room. So, myth number three. Let's see here. Slab coin holders are vacuum sealed and contain no air. Well, this one, there could be some confusion. The way that those holders are sealed, it's sonic sealing. Now, for those of you that aren't sure what sonic sealing is, it's sound waves. Um, it's high-pitched sound waves that basically they, they reverberate, they vibrate, and it causes it to heat. They heat up, and it seals the edges of those holders. Now, if, if the holder was to be airtight, or I'm sorry, they are airtight, but if a holder was to be vacuum-sealed, they would literally have to have the plastic on the coins. They would have to be sucked down onto the coins. Um, damage? Maybe? Yeah. Just a bit? Yeah. If that was the way it was done? Um, so keep in mind, your coins are not vacuum sealed. And they may contain air, because obviously there was air in the room when they did it, but they're sealed. So they're airtight. There's no more air that's going to make its way into your coin. Um, so, myth number three? Busted. Busted. Alright, what do we got, uh, what do we got next? Uh, let's see here. Myth number four. A rare coin's value is directly proportional to its population. Now, this question. Adrian, if you were looking at a, the population report of a coin, let's say you're on, uh, even you go PCGS and you, you combine PCGS, NGC, Annex, and ICG holder numbers. Are those numbers accurate? No, no, not necessarily you know, there's uh, there's coin dealers and there's guys who um, crack out coins and resubmit them and numerous times. I mean, not just once, twice. I mean, it could be four or five or even ten times trying right. to get that specific grade. If they believe in a coin, you know, there's there's they'll repetitively just keep sending it in, just trying to get that specific grade, which will there, you know, for mess up the population report. Right, and a lot of people don't know that it used to be that you could send back the labels. Um, to these grading services, one, they would credit your grading account with, I think it was like a dollar a label, and it would help them to adjust the, the population reports, which they don't do that anymore, and most people won't send the label back because, hey, that's like saying, hey, I cracked this coin out because mm-hmm. I thought you were wrong. So they, uh, you know, those numbers, they update it because it was already graded, and if that coin goes back five times, you've just added five to the population report. So the population reports... Um, you know, they're a good tool, but they can definitely be skewed. So your, uh, you know, your rare coin's value is not necessarily directly proportionate to its population. And those population reports only count the slab coins. And I know there's a lot of guys out there that, that don't, they don't like to slab their coins. They like to have them raw so they can look at them, touch them, feel them, do, you know, Especially do a lot thing. of the early American copper guys, they like to. Yeah, they like their copper, you know, out so they can handle it. You know, in a safe way, but so they can actually handle their coins uh, and not have them sealed in a holder. So, myth four. Busted. Hmm. All right, myth number five. 
This is kind of along the same lines. Population reports can be relied upon 100%. This is a much more basic myth because it's a, a big blanket, you know. Basically, they're saying that you can rely on population reports for everything when it comes to coins. You look at the population report, you know that that coin is, is you know, there's, oh, there's only 35 of them in this grade. Again, kind of the same answer. Uh, you know, people crack out coins, they resubmit them uh, to try to get higher grades, and, and the population reports, in a sense, are skewed. Yeah, well, there, there could be coins where nobody, you know, sends them in. I mean, there could be modern coins where you might see 5, 10, 20, 100, you know, but they made billions of them. I mean, nobody is interested in necessarily in that specific market of collecting whatever that is, be state quarters or, you know, just coins ever minted this year yeah so it's population reports are a hard one to use as uh you know your value guide um honestly if it comes down to you're trying to find a, a value for a coin um we would recommend instead of just looking at the population report actually go look at the auction records look at what those specific coins have sold for and uh you're going to be you're going to be better off you know with a better understanding of what your coin's worth now um the site that we use, we've mentioned it before, Heritage, HA.com. Um, the other one, which I, you know, I'm sure we'll catch some flack for giving this, uh, telling people to use this, but go to eBay. You know, Go check out eBay. Look at what that coin has sold for, not what it's listed for. And uh, eBay is a good tool because there are millions of people buying and selling, so it's a pretty good indication of what the market is doing. So, myth number five. No good. No good. Myth number six. Six. We got here, we got gold coins are always a better investment than silver or nickel. All right. Here's the deal. Everything that glitters is not always gold because gold is great. Don't get me wrong. Value-wise, gold, you know, it has a lot of value for per ounce. But that doesn't mean that it's a better investment. Now, again, we're not going to beat up gold and say that gold and, and everything else is terrible, but... You know, when you get over into like silver or nickel, let's say let's say you have a really nice nickel, okay? You have a rare date nickel. It's in mint state 66, you know, and that coin is worth thousands of dollars. And the metal of that coin, not so much. The metal is not worth it, but the coin itself is. So if I ask you, Adrian, I got two coins here. I got a mint state 66 rare date nickel in my hand. And I've got a quarter that is just beat up. Looks like it's been rolled through the parking lot, ran over, stepped on, scratched, anything you can think of. It's all damaged, but hey, man, it's one ounce of gold. Which one do you want? Well, you know, I would definitely go for the nickel. I mean, it's worth more. Right, it's worth more. But, but you would look over to the person who's not as knowledgeable and would think that gold would be the way to go. Right, and, and there's multiple reasons for that. One, the, the nickel, I get it's only a nickel, but the intrinsic value that it has and the collectible value usually will outpace just a standard bullion coin. And, uh, you know, a lot of that just has to do with, again, the rarity, the grade, the year. And, you know, the fact of the matter is they're not making any more of those. A bullion coin, well, you're going to be able to get one. Mm -hmm. So that really shows us here. Myth number six. Busted. Busted. Now... This one is kind of interesting. I will be completely honest with you. I had kind of heard things about this in the past, but I wasn't really sure the truth behind it. Myth um, number seven. Rare coins are traded on Wall Street. Now, I know there's probably somebody sitting here listening to shaking their head going, no, they don't trade coins on Wall Street. Well, you're partially correct. 
1989 and 1990, Merrill Lynch and Kidler Peabody, they did. They basically partnered up uh, with Rare Coins, and they started trading them on Wall Street. Uh, it didn't work out very well. The performance was terrible. Um, and then what ended up happening, it, it was, it really, how would I say this? Uh, left some people high and dry. Uh, most of Merrill Lynch's customers did receive their money back that they put into them, uh, but not all of them were that fortunate. So um, it's a little, you know, it's a, it's one of those uh, those topics that, that get people a little riled up, uh, especially because to this day, uh, there's people that call around and they try to tell you that, hey, you want to invest in rare coins? We invest, we trade them on Wall Street. Well. Those calls are fake. It's just like the guy calling you telling you you're going to get arrested if you don't pay your bail. So uh, sometimes that's true depending on your situation. But uh, in this, for instance, that myth is busted. busted. All right. Myth number eight. Last oh, but not least, yes. I may add. Oh, yes. Coins perform well only in inflationary times. Inflationary times, he says. Now... For those of you that aren't sure what inflationary times are, it's inflation. You know, we've seen a lot of it here lately, and uh, here's the deal. When inflation is occurring, there's a lot of interest in coins. The reason being, people see the inflation. They see their dollar is diminishing. So what do they do? They want to get their money in hard assets. But the thing about it is this, is that investing in coins and, and your coins doing well does not only happen in inflation time. When 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 everything's going great and there's you know you don't see this hyperinflation and everything else, coins are still growing because their rarity, their collectability. When times are good, people want to buy coins. They want to put you know buy the collectible stuff. If anything, if I had to kind of spin this to be what I think it is, it's not that the coins are better in inflationary times. It's that. Rare coins actually do better when it's not in a time of inflation because people are more comfortable spending the extra money on the nicer coins, on the rare coins, on the collectible Morgans. And in, in, the, in the times of inflation, when it's real obvious that all this is happening, they're buying bullion. I mean, right now is a prime example of what we know, what we're seeing. We've silver's down below sixteen dollars. What's it, fifteen and some change? It's moving around pretty wild today. We should, we'll definitely. Give you guys uh, the spots today before we before we head out. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got we've got silver uh, just hovering, you know, as low as I've seen it in years, and uh, you know, what are we seeing? Everything being purchased right now is silver bullion, gold bullion. You know, the the coins aren't doing so hot right now, so uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Now, when I say coins aren't doing so hot, I don't mean that their prices aren't doing well. It's just that uh, folks aren't putting their money into them. They're, they're putting their money into silver and gold right now, uh, obviously because it's so low. So it's a great time to buy. Um, but those would be our top eight myths. There's probably a list of 20 or 30, but we only picked eight um, that we we think are, are pretty interesting. Uh, some stuff that uh, you know some of you may have thought. Um, and if you have any questions or you want to know if uh, a belief you have is, is a myth, uh, shoot it over to us. Supercoin Bros. Supercoin Bros. Send it over to supercoinbrothers at saharacoins.net. Uh, or you can give us a call. It's area code 702-367-4360. And uh, anybody here can help you out. We can answer any questions you might have. Um, and you can get some uh, awesome tools on our website at saharacoins.com. And like Adrian said, we want to give you guys the spot prices real quick. Uh, 
What are the, what, what are the medals doing, Adrian? Um, well, this, it's not a good day for medals today. We got gold went down quite a bit, over thirty dollars, didn't it? Yeah, I think it's at eleven sixty nine, man. It got went under twelve hundred dollars. Man, that's scary. <laughs> now silver, we had just mentioned it went under sixteen. Well, this is going to show you the market's changing a lot because it's been we've been sitting here talking for fifteen minutes. Gold's now at sixteen oh nine an ounce, so it went up a little bit, but it's still sixteen dollars an ounce. That's ridiculous. It's like, oh silver, yeah, That's, that is wild. Yeah, platinum is usually a dog kind of hangs out, does nothing. It's at twelve twenty eight right now, so it's moved quite a bit, come down. Then palladium. Palladium's up fourteen dollars. It's at seven ninety. What in the world is with palladium? It always is doing the opposite. Every time. Doesn't make much sense to me. So, keep an eye on the markets. If you feel you have a uh, you know a myth that you want uh, busted, even though we are not the myth busters, um, but we're willing to investigate anything that has to do with coins and, and purchasing uh, or selling. So. You know, give us a call, send us an email, write us something. You know, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, do us a favor, share them online. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, uh, good or bad. We still love you. Leave the review, and uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, get back to you guys right here on the podcast. So appreciate it. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh.